Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast, your weekly source for updates on SpaceX, Tesla, and Twitter. Today's episode is a special one. We'll be recapping all the episodes from this week. And from the latest news in space exploration to the cutting edge developments in EVs, we've got you covered. So sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey through the fascinating world of Elon Musk. Now let's dive in. Elon Musk and Bernard Arnault have been battling it out for the top spot over the past year, with their fortunes fluctuating wildly based on various factors. And in late 2021, Forbes named Musk the richest person in history with a fortune nearing $300 billion. However, since then, his wealth has fallen drastically due to a variety of issues, including his Twitter acquisition and slowdown in Tesla sales. Now, despite these setbacks, Musk remained the world's richest person until recently when he was overtaken by Arnaud, the founder of luxury goods conglomerate LVMH. According to Bloomberg Billionaire Index, Arnaud's wealth is currently estimated at $186 billion, while Musk's net worth has slipped to $184 billion. However, Forbes Wealth Tracker estimates that Arnaud's net worth is actually $205 billion, with Musk's net worth at $194 billion. The discrepancy between these two rankings is due to the different methodologies they use to calculate their wealth. Now, what caused Musk to lose his top spot in the rankings? According to Fortune, Musk's net worth was boosted by a major rally in Tesla shares, which propelled his wealth upwards. However, this company, recent 2023 Investor Day, left a lot of people disappointed, causing shares to tumble more than 5% in a single day. And the drop in value caused Elon to lose over $1.9 billion, dropped him into second place behind Arnaud. Now, in contrast, Arnaud's wealth went up by around $2 billion after a $1.6 billion share buyback sent LVMH stock ticking upward and cementing its status as Europe's most valuable firm. However, the stock was trading around 1% lower during European trading hours on Thursday, indicating that the battle for the top spot is far from over. Now, it's worth noting that the gap between these two billionaires' wealth incredibly tight and changeable. It goes up and down. They have switched places in the ranking of the world's wealthiest person numerous times in the past year, and it's likely that they'll continue to do so in the future. Now, while the competition between Musk and Arnaud may seem like a simple rivalry between two billionaires, it actually has significant implications for the global economy. Musk's wealth is tied up in Tesla, which is currently the world's most valuable car maker. The success or failure of Tesla can have a ripple effect on the entire automotive industry, and therefore the economy as a whole. Similarly, Arnaud's LVMH is a major player in the luxury goods market, which is a key indicator of global economic health. So what does the future hold for these two billionaires? And it's only time that's going to answer that question. However, it's clear that their fortunes are closely tied to the success of their respective companies. 
As Tesla and LVMH continue to navigate an ever-changing economic landscape, it's likely that Musk and Arnaud will remain at the forefront of the two richest people. Now, speaking of Tesla, their shares fell about 7% last Thursday, March 2nd, after CEO Elon Musk and his team presented at Tesla's Investor Day the day before. Now, they left investors disappointed by the lack of detail on new products and an affordable electric car. Musk and more than a dozen executives presented plans to cut assembly costs in half, discussed the company's innovation in managing operations, and announced a new plant in Mexico. However, investors were hoping for more information on Tesla's timeline for the concepts presented and any new Tesla products. Now, founder of Merlin, investor said the biggest surprise coming out of Tesla investor day is that there weren't surprises and the lack of an announcement on a more affordable electric car, which everybody's been waiting for a very long time was especially disappointing for investors. Tesla stock rose 60% so far this year, but it fell after the presentation. AJ Bell investment director, Russ mold said the markets were primed for a big announcement, perhaps on something like a more affordable new model. It may just have been a case of failing to live up to the hype. People have been waiting for about a $25,000 Tesla vehicle for years. It's more affordable. Some people can't afford the base model $40,000 Model 3. They need the lower end model, the $25,000, $20,000 model in order to afford a Tesla. Now, Musk's master plan was more of a message of hope for widespread electrification than a roadmap for Tesla with vehicles. And most people said that it was somewhat disjointed and fairly technical. It was very technically intense, I could say from listening to it. And Tesla's event has created a stir on the internet in the past with Musk's dance moves at the opening of the company's Berlin plant in 2022 and a China event in 2020 going viral on social media. But this time, there was a lack of excitement during the show. And these things are shows. They're produced in a high volume and they have a lot of money behind them. So there isn't as much excitement. It was more technical than things for a broader outlook for Tesla. Now, Tesla plans to use 75% less silicon carbide in its vehicles without compromising performance or efficiency in the future. And they also wait on semiconductor makers and suppliers, STM Microelectronics and Wolfspeed Inc. And the reduction plan is bad news for the whole silicon carbide production chain, and in particular for ST Micro. Now, those things are important for the future, but didn't get investors invested. Now, despite the disappointment from these investors, Tesla's plans to cut assembly costs and invest in a new plant in Mexico are promising signs for the future of the company. Before we continue with our episode, we'll be taking a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us during our break. Now let's dive right back into the discussion. The automaker has faced numerous challenges over the past year, including supply chain issues and a shortage of semiconductors. Now, Tesla's success is crucial for the electric vehicle industry as a whole, and Musk's vision of a sustainable future relies on widespread adoption of electric vehicles, and Tesla's innovations have pushed that industry forward. However, the pressure on Tesla to continue innovating 
and delivering on its promise is super high. And as more automakers enter the electric vehicle market, Tesla will need to stay ahead of the competition and continue to push the boundaries of what's possible. Investors will be watching closely as Tesla moves forward with its plan to cut costs and expand its operations. And the electric vehicle industry is still in its early stages, and there's plenty of room for growth and innovation. Tesla's disappointing investor day may have caused a temporary setback, but the company's ambitious plans for the future and its track record of innovation make it a key player in the EV industry for the future. And as Musk has shown from time and time again, anything is possible with enough vision and determination. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Federal Trade Commission has asked Twitter to turn over internal communications related to Musk and detailed information about the layoffs amid concerns the staff reductions could compromise the company's ability to protect users. The FTC inquiry centers around the ability of the company to comply with a $150 million settlement related to alleged privacy violations. So what does the future hold for Twitter and its users? Will Musk's leadership style and cost-cutting measures help turn the company around, or will the ongoing controversies surrounding the platform continue to drive users away? Now, Elon Musk, the CEO of Twitter, Tesla, and SpaceX had called on advertisers recently to use Twitter directly and to believe what they see on the platform, rather than relying on traditional media sources. And he spoke at a Morgan Stanley media conference Musk claimed that journalists have been trained never to write a positive story. And he also expressed gratitude to long-term partners Disney and Apple for continuing to advertise on Twitter, despite concerns over hate speech. Now, according to Musk, advertisers have the ability to adjust their ads to suit the content they're comfortable being associated with, just as they do on television. He cited Warner Brothers Discovery's campaign for HBO's The White Lotus as an example of successful keyword advertising, saying, you don't need advanced AI for this one. Now, Musk acknowledged that monetizing Twitter's large and global user base remains a significant challenge, but said that usage and engagement on the platform have never been stronger. He also claimed that the company's former regime had left significant revenue potential untapped, and that the deep rounds of layoffs and restructuring he has been implemented have helped to cut the non-interest burn rate to around $1.5 billion. He expressed optimism that Twitter could be cash flow positive next quarter, depending on the ad market. And Musk reiterated that he purchased Twitter for the sake of free speech and the future of our civilization, adding that the old Twitter had a huge thumb on the scale in favor of the left, which was not conducive to healthy national dialogue. He did not mention that he had tried to back out of the deal shortly after making it, though. And meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal has reported that the FTC has asked Twitter to turn over internal communications related to Musk, as well as detailed information about the recent layoffs 
amid concerns that staff reductions could compromise the company's ability to protect users. The inquiry centers around Twitter's ability to comply with a $150 million settlement related to alleged privacy violations. Now, Twitter's exchange between Musk's and Thorlifson, I was talking about earlier, went really viral on the platform. It engaged more than 11 million people and drew widespread attention to the turmoil that's going on at Twitter. Now, the social media platform has been struggling to retain its position as a major player in the industry, and they faced increasing competition from other platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And in recent years, Twitter has been in a decline in user growth and revenue, as well as a series of high-profile controversies relating to misinformation, hate speech, and harassment on its platform. Now, Musk's acquisition of Twitter in 2022 was seen by many as a bold move that could potentially reinvigorate the platform and bring it back to the limelight. However, his controversial leadership style and penchant for cost-cutting measures have also raised concerns among some other companies, observers, and some employees as well. And despite the challenges facing Twitter, Thorlifson remains optimistic about the company's future, noting that he joined the platform because he believed in what it was building. He also expressed his gratitude for the support he received from the Twitter community during his recent ordeal, saying that it was heartening to see so many people come together to help him in his time of need. Now, the Twitter exchange between Musk and Thorlifson is just the latest example of the unpredictable and often surreal world of social media. And as platforms such as Twitter continue to evolve and shape our online interactions, it remains to be seen what the future holds for these digital spaces or the people that interact with them. SpaceX will be possibly conducting a static fire test of its Booster 7 rocket booster coming up on March 10th, 2023. And there's a little bit of evidence for this because there's a NOTMAR scheduled for that time frame. Now, a NOTMAR is a notice to mariners, to people with boats, and to people also with the fly planes and also people that are just regular people. It's basically a no-fly, no-boat, no-walk zone. Get out of there and let SpaceX do their business. Let them test their booster at Boca Chica Starbase, Texas. Now, we don't know exactly what this test is for. It's a NOTMAR, so it's an overpressure notice. Also, there's a possibility that there could be some fire involved and this possibility that there could be something that blows up. So SpaceX sent this NOTMAR to the Coast Guard and said, please post this because we want to be sure that nobody gets injured while we do our testing. Now, it could be that the FAA saw the last static fire from SpaceX, the 31 engine static fire, and maybe something happened with those engines that SpaceX had to replace them. And they did. They replaced those two engines. Because let me back up a little bit. Because SpaceX on the Booster 7, there's 33 Raptor 2 engines. In the last static fire they did, there were only 31 that worked. Two of them were shut off before the static fire test. So SpaceX replaced those engines. And there's a possibility that the F saw that. Or even internally with SpaceX. that They saw that and they thought it would be a better idea if we did this right and made sure that all 33 Raptor 2 engines would fire at the same time, and that the rocket and the booster would be safer if we made sure that all of these rocket engines worked. It's a possibility that they will be doing a booster firing. 
Now there's also booster seven. We have ship 24 down there too. Ship 24, ship 26. There are a few starships. Now the starship is the 150 foot tall ship that's the second stage of this giant rocket. The rocket itself is 400 feet tall altogether around that size. It's the largest rocket in the world. And it's the most powerful rocket that will ever fly once it does fly. And just recently, Elon Musk said that he expects the first attempt to be about 50% successful, probably going to detonate over the Gulf of Mexico. And also he said there's probably an 80% chance that SpaceX launches the Starship to orbit by the year's end. So if that's the case, Elon Musk, Gwen Shotwell, Everybody at SpaceX, they need to make a hundred flights of the Starship before they can put people in it. And SpaceX's Starship agreement with, or Starbase agreement with Texas only allows them up to, I believe, six flights per year from Starbase. So if they want to do a hundred flights, 200 flights before they put people in this thing, they're going to have to go fast for the next few years. Now, SpaceX has just made it past the 100 successful launch and landings of the Falcon 9 rocket. And that's been in development and has flown for about 10 years. Now, SpaceX also knows how to build rockets now. The Falcon 9 was a work in progress and they built from the ground up. It's a brand new rocket with brand new parts that they built in-house. Same thing with the Starship, but they use the fundamentals and the knowledge they gained from building the Falcon 9 to build the starship. So there's a possibility. I really hope this works out for SpaceX because there's a huge possibility that they could actually pull this off. This will be one of the most challenging things to ever happen. As far as human engineering goes, Elon Musk has said numerous times that SpaceX is solving a problem. That's almost impossible to solve getting a fully reusable rocket to orbit. It's almost impossible and leaving the earth's gravity well, getting it out into space and having it land back on earth is almost impossible. So if they can pull this off, this will be one of the, if not the most impressive engineering feat of all humanity ever. So let that sink in for a second. Elon Musk is doing that with his team down at Starbase, Texas. Now what's going to happen, I believe is that Starbase is going to eventually just do a few flights of test vehicles, test articles throughout the year. New designs, new engine tweaks, body tweaks, things like that. They'll do five, six, ten of those per year, but they'll be doing the majority of the flights from their new Starbase at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So I think the majority of those hundred flights are going to be coming from Florida. And if that's the case... It's going to be absolutely incredible to see that happen from hallowed ground down at Kennedy Space Center. I think what's going to happen on the 10th is they're going to do the static fire. They're going to get past that. Elon Musk said that hopefully late March, they'll get they'll have the ship ready, have the booster ready, have everything ready. Ground systems ready for this launch. They just have to wait for the FAA. And if that's the case, we could possibly see a launch April May, maybe June, if everything's ready on SpaceX's end, because the FAA may have to take some time to figure out all the data that SpaceX sends them and make sure that everything's okay. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to expect great things from SpaceX this year, and I hope you enjoyed listening about it. Welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast. And in today's episode, we'll be discussing two major news stories related to the worlds of space and transportation. First, we'll talk about the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration turning up the heat on Tesla as they investigate multiple instances of Tesla's crashing into parked emergency vehicles while using the automaker's autopilot system. Now, the agency has launched a special crash investigation team to probe a fatal crash involving a Tesla Model S suspected of using an automated driving system when it ran into a parked fire truck in California. The investigation will look into how the autopilot system detects and responds to emergency vehicles parked on highways. Next, we'll be discussing Relativity Space's preparation to launch the world's first 3D printed rocket, the Terran 1. The rocket, designed by Tim Ellis, who's the CEO and co-founder of Relativity Space and a former engineer at Jeff Bezos' space startup Blue Origin, stands 110 feet high and 7.5 feet wide and will be the largest 3D printed object to reach orbit if successful. And the rocket will use nine engines to boost it off the ground and be able to carry a payload to low Earth orbit of about 2,800 pounds. Ellis hopes to disrupt the rocket manufacturing industry by putting metal 3D printers at the core of the manufacturing process and take on his former boss, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk's SpaceX. Stay tuned as we dive a little bit deeper into these stories and their implications for the future of transportation and space exploration. Relativity Space is a company known for its ambition to revolutionize rocket manufacturing, and it's preparing to launch the world's first 3D printed rocket, the Terran 1. The rocket is expected to lift off from Cape Canaveral, and if successful, it will become the largest 3D printed object to reach orbital flight velocities. Terran 1 is the brainchild of Tim Ellis, a former engineer at Jeff Bezos' startup, Blue Origin. And the rocket is Relativity Space's first functional model, and it's also the world's first 3D-printed rocket. The rocket is 110 feet high, 7.5 feet wide, and will use nine engines to boost it off the ground. It will be able to carry a payload to low Earth orbit of around 2,800 pounds. Ellis, the CEO and co-founder of Relativity Space, wants to take on Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and disrupt the rocket manufacturing industry. He plans to achieve this by putting metal 3D printers at the core of the manufacturing process. Now, Ellis believes that 3D printing will allow his company to build rockets much more quickly than traditional manufacturing methods, and the company's printers can put together a rocket in just 60 days. Competitors, on the other hand, will take between one and two years to build a rocket, according to the company's website. Now, SpaceX's Starship can be built within a few months as well, so Relativity Space and SpaceX's Starship are neck and neck as far as speed goes. Now, the printers used by Relativity Space are not just fast, but also flexible and smart. They use capable learning, AI, and algorithms, and they learn from their mistakes and collect data during printing to improve their future prints. Relativity Space has even developed its own aluminum alloy for use in 3D printing. 
The company's rocket engines, called Aeon, A-E-O-N, are also 3D printed. And these engines use a mix of liquid oxygen and liquid methane to propel themselves forward. And Terran 1 has nine Aeon 1 engines powered through its second stage. Now, LSC's his race to Mars is more of a collaboration than a competition with SpaceX. He believes that both companies can work together to achieve their goals. And for Relativity Space, that goal is to print a rocket on Mars using its printers. The company believes that its printers can be used to build an industrial base on Mars, and the 3D printing will play a critical role in establishing a permanent presence on the planet. Now, this Terran 1 launch, it's just a step forward for Ellis's real goal to build a much bigger rocket called Terran R. And the rocket will almost be entirely 3D printed and will be 100% reusable. It should be able to carry around 20,000 kilograms of payload and is the rocket that Ellis wants to send to Mars. Relativity Space has teamed up with Impulse Space, also founded by a former SpaceX propulsion CTO and co-founder Tom Mueller, to set an ambitious timeline for its products. They aim to send Terran R to Mars by 2024. And if successful, it would be the first ever commercial mission to the planet. And they may even beat SpaceX to the punch on this one. Ellis is confident that his company can achieve its lofty ambitions. Though skeptics have expressed doubts about the company's ability to compete with established rocket manufacturers, Ellis is ready to put his printing technology to the test. He believes that 3D printing is the key to disrupting the rocket manufacturing industry, and the Terran 1 launch is just the beginning. Ellis said people are quite pumped, especially given this is such a unique launch with so many firsts, for not just relativity, but for the industry. Whatever the outcome is, with this lesson learned, we're going to really have very interesting time. And after they bring their printer to Mars, they're going to start building out a lot of the food storage, water storage, other industrial equipment, and they'll need to initially sustain kind of early seeds of people there. Now, Relativity Space is a new space rocket company, and still the company has a lot to prove and is evidenced by its latest valuation, which, like many other tech companies, dropped by 28% from $4.2 billion in mutual fund giant Fidelity's estimation in July. Ellis said, I don't think anyone's chilling right now. It's long hours and people are working hard, but I can say we're not scrambling to fly. We've been ready now for some time. Now, people are quite pumped, especially given this is such a unique launch with so many firsts for not just relativity, but for the industry, Ellis said. Now, among the first tests in this launch, which is dubbed Go Luck or Good Luck Have Fun, GLHF for short, is that it's the first 3D printed rocket and the first flight test of methane oxygen fueled engines. Now, Alice said there's always a chance for surprises, especially with parts you just can't test on the ground. I believe if anyone has a, a shot to do this, we certainly have a chance. Whatever the outcome with this lesson learned, we're going to really have very strong momentum going into Terran R. Now, Relativity Space is a new space company, but SpaceX has been around for a while, and so has Tesla. 
Now, we're going to get into Tesla in a little bit, but I want to tell you about the people that help us here and keep our lights on, basically. Starshipshirts.com. If you're a space enthusiast, if you're a tech enthusiast, if you're an Elon Musk nut, go to starshipshirts.com. That's starshipshirts.com, where you can get all the merch, T-shirts, hats, stickers, everything related to Elon Musk's companies, Tesla, SpaceX, NASA, space-themed shirts as well. So please take a second and check them out. Now let's talk about some Tesla and NHTSA news. That's the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, and they're launching an investigation into Tesla. This is for a fatal crash involving a Tesla Model S and a fire truck from the Contra Costa County Fire Department in California. The agency is also investigating the autopilot system of multiple Teslas crashing into parking emergency vehicles which has led to 14 incidents nationwide. The NHTSA is investigating how the autopilot system detects and responds to emergency vehicles parked on the highways, and the driver of a 2014 Tesla Model S was killed in the crash, and a passenger was critically injured. Four firefighters were treated for minor injuries, and the $1.4 million ladder truck was damaged as well. Moreover, NHTSA is also investigating steering wheels that can detach from the steering column on as many as 120,000 Model Y SUVs. The agency received two complaints in which 2023 Model Ys were delivered to customers with a missing bolt holding the wheel to the steering column. The agency says in documents posted on its website that both instances happened when the SUVs had low mileage on them. And in one complaint filed by the NHTSA, an owner said he was driving with his family in Woodbridge, New Jersey, when the steering wheel suddenly came off on January 29th, five days after the vehicle had been purchased. Now, the NHTSA has been more aggressive in pursuing safety problems with Teslas in the past year, announcing multiple recalls and investigations, and the agency has opened investigations into Teslas breaking suddenly for no reason suspension problems, and other issues with the vehicles. And in February, the NHTSA pressured Tesla into recalling nearly 363,000 vehicles with full self-driving software because the system can break traffic laws. The U.S. Department of Justice has also asked Tesla for documents about full self-driving and autopilot. Now, Tesla says in its owner manual that neither autopilot nor full self-driving can drive themselves, and the owners must be ready to intervene at all times. And NHTSA has sent investigators to 35 Tesla crashes, which they think that the automated systems are suspected of being used. 19 people have died, including two motorcyclists. Now, the system is being tested by 400,000 Tesla owners on public roads. Now, the NHTSA said in documents that it can make unsafe actions such as traveling straight through an intersection from a turn-only lane, going through a yellow traffic light without proper caution or failing to respond to speed limit changes. And as these investigations go on, we'll continue to bring you the latest news about Elon Musk's Tesla and also we'll bring you some relativity, Relativity Space's newest news as well. 
So thank you for being here with me today, the Elon Musk podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show too. ChatGPT is everywhere. And Elon Musk believes that the regulation of AI safety is critical because he thinks it's an actually bigger risk to society. He also believes that the uncontrolled development of AI could have several consequences and they could be severe and that the unchecked growth of artificial intelligence is one of the biggest threats to humanity. Musk has been vocal about his concerns regarding the rapid development of AI and the potential risks associated with it. And while regulation is expected to slow down the rampant growth of AI use, Musk believes that it will be a good thing in the long run. He thinks that the regulation of artificial intelligence will help ensure that it's used safely and for the greater good. And Musk has called for a public body to regulate the development of artificial intelligence. And he also believes it's a rare case where proactive regulation is needed. Now, despite his concerns about the risks of AI, Musk has been taking an active role in developing his own AI. He has been recruiting AI researchers and developers to build a ChatGPT rival. And the major point of distinction between Musk's AI software and ChatGPT would be that his version would not be woke. Stating that ChatGPT is scary good. Musk tweeted, the danger of training AI to be woke in other words, lie is deadly. Now, Musk has a history of incorporating artificial intelligence into his products, as Teslas have been running on well-developed AI-powered autopilot systems over the past few years. And in addition, he founded his neurotechnology startup, Neuralink, to enable humankind to establish a symbiosis with artificial intelligence. And last September, he debuted the humanoid Tesla robot, comparing it with the Transformers movie franchise's Optimus Prime. And the AI-powered Tesla bot was dubbed a fundamental transformation inflection point by Musk during its unveiling at Tesla's AI Day. Now, the rise of ChatGPT has been a controversial phenomenon in the AI industry. While it has been successful in its own right, its success has raised concerns among some of the most prominent proficient figures in the industry, including Musk. And the rapid development of AI has caused many to question its potential risks, and there are concerns that the uncontrolled growth of artificial intelligence could have severe consequences. Now, despite his concerns, Musk believes that AI has great promise and potential, and he believes that it could be used to solve some of the world's most pressing problems and that it has the potential to transform society for the better However, he also believes that the development of AI needs to be carefully monitored or regulated to ensure that it's used safely and for the greater good. And artificial AI has taken the world by storm in recent years. And the latest AI platform to catch the attention of tech enthusiasts is ChatGPT. Created by startup OpenAI, ChatGPT has become the fastest growing private startup in the tech sector. Its user-friendly interface has put it on the radar of pretty much every moderately tech-savvy person, but it has also raised concerns among some of the most prominent figures in the industry, including Elon. Musk, who's also a co-founder of OpenAI, left the organization in 2018 due to disagreements in AI development strategies and to refocus on his EV and space exploration companies, Tesla and SpaceX. 
Musk believes artificial intelligence to be the greatest threat to humanity and says it could have a Terminator-like outcome. Now, before AI was OpenAI was founded in 2015, Musk stated that AI is potentially more dangerous than nukes, comparing the development of AI to nuclear physics. He continued, you look at, say, the discovery of nuclear physics, you had nuclear power generation, but also nuclear bombs. And at the World Government Summit held last month in Dubai, the Tesla Inc. founder said, one of the biggest risks to the future of civilization is AI. Both AI is uh, or negative. It has great promise, great capability, but also with that comes great danger. And the top three biggest threats to humans, according to Musk, are the unchecked growth of AI, the declining global birth rate, and religious extremism. Now, Musk's call for AI oversight is not new. He has been openly preaching the need for a public body regulating the development of AI. And at the South by Southwest conference in 2018, he said, I am not normally an advocate of regulation and oversight. I think one should generally err on the side of minimizing those things. But this is a case where you have a very serious danger to the public. In addressing the National Governors Association summer meeting in 2017, Musk iterated, AI is a rare case where I think we need to be proactive in regulation rather than being reactive. And despite previous inhibitions, Musk has been taking an active role to develop AI amid increasing demand for the technology. According to a recent writer's article, Musk has been recruiting AI researchers and developers, including ex-Google DeepMind AI unit researcher Igor Babskich to build a chat GPT rival. And the major point of distinction between Musk's AI software and chat GPT would be that his vision wouldn't be woke. Also, Musk said that ChatGPT is scary good and the danger of training AI to be woke is deadly. Now, Musk has the history of AI with Tesla, and he's also working with some AI factors with SpaceX, some of the machine learning that they use from the data that they gather from SpaceX launches. Now, as AI continues to gain traction and become a part of everyday life, it's clear that it's here to stay. ChatGPT is on track to become the fastest growing private startup and tech giants, including Google and Microsoft, are racing to become the ChatGPT software. And they're trying to integrate it into their own software. Even retail investors are getting in on the action with startup investing platforms like Smart Engines and WeFunder, allowing everyday investors to get in on the trend. Now, the future of AI startups is huge, and the technology is like the continue to grow and develop in the years to come. However, it's critical that the development of AI is closely monitored and regulated to ensure that it's used safely and for the greater good. And as the debate over the potential risks of AI continues, it's clear that the industry needs to be careful to ensure that the development of this powerful technology is guided by ethical considerations and a commitment to social responsibility. Now, as one of the world's most influential business leaders, Elon Musk is facing immense pressure to turn Twitter into a profitable business. And despite Musk's ambitious plans for the platform, Twitter continues to struggle with a high cost debt burden and a decline in revenue. So join us as we explore the future of Twitter under the leadership of Elon Musk. Now, Twitter's kind of facing an existential crisis right now. Elon Musk, the company's owner and CEO, 
under pressure to turn the social media platform into a cash flow positive business. And nearly five months after Musk's $44 billion takeover, Twitter is still burning through cash and the company's financials remain strained due to an advertiser pullback and high cost debt. Now to stem the cash burn, Musk has taken aggressive steps to cut costs, including reducing Twitter's task force by about 75%. Now speaking at a Morgan Stanley conference, Musk said Twitter has a shot at being cash flow positive in the second quarter. And analysts and academics agree that this would give him the time he needs to develop and build out new revenue streams. Now, Twitter has to keep up with quarterly interest payments on the $13 billion of debt that helped pay for Musk's purchase of the company. It had less than $600 million in net debt before the takeover, and the company has to pay $1.5 billion a year in interest costs while its annual operating costs are now close to $1.5 billion. Now, Twitter has also been hit with lawsuits from landlords, consultants, and vendors who claim that Twitter hasn't paid its bills. And Twitter told investors that it recorded a decline of roughly 40% year-to-year in both revenue and adjusted earnings in December. Twitter's businesses were stagnating before Musk's takeover. It hasn't booked an annual profit since 2019, and it posted a loss for eight years of the past decade. And to lift revenue, Musk is looking to relaunch a paid subscription service, Twitter Blue, on numerous levels, which will allow users to edit tweets, test new features before they are made available to other normal users, and other options available for the future. Now, Twitter Blue has as many as 450,000 subscribers, according to estimates from Travis Brown, a Berlin-based software developer who tracks social media platforms. And Musk's cost-cutting efforts have involved slashing headcount, which he said in December was down to roughly 2,000 from nearly 8,000 people before the acquisition. Twitter laid off another round of workers last month, and they may continue on this trend for the foreseeable future. Now, there's some paths to survival for Twitter as well. It's on a path to break even in about nine months, said Daniel Ives, a managing director at financial services firm Wedbush Securities, Inc. The social media company likely will have to demonstrate it has a stabilized business model before it receives another infusion of capital. And a renegotiation of the terms of the interest payments might offer Twitter and Musk some respite for this. The bank syndicate that put together the loan backing Musk's acquisition has been struggling to sell that debt to third-party investors, and his team also held talks with investors about selling up to $3 billion in new Twitter shares to repay some of that debt. Now, Elon, if not the world's richest person, he's the second richest person in the world, could continue making interest payments on Twitter's debt by injecting more of his personal wealth or finding other equity investors. And another option would be to sell more Tesla Inc. stocks, which would likely future uh, shrink the electric vehicle's market share. And Musk, who is also the CEO of Tesla, sold shares in the car maker in November, yielding almost $4 billion and said the sale was partly due to Twitter. He said in December he wouldn't sell more Tesla shares for at least 18 months. And that seemed to stabilize the Tesla shares at that point. Now, Musk could strike a deal with lenders to pay a payment extension, restructure the debt, 
obtain a covenant waiver or make other changes to loan terms. And the chief executive could also eventually buy some of the debt and potentially take full ownership of Twitter, such as purchase could take the debt off of the company's balance sheet and put it all in the hands of Elon Musk. Now, I want to ask you for a favor real quick. Could you please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're on right now? It would really help out the show and could get you back here so you can listen to more Elon Musk news. If you like Tesla, if you like SpaceX, if you like The Boring Company or Twitter, just hit the subscribe button. We do these shows almost every day. I I don't think we've missed a day for the last 244 days or something like that. So please hit the subscribe button. You'll get the latest news on your podcast app. Now, Musk's team held talks with investors about selling up to $3 billion in new Twitter shares to repay some of the debt and equity raise, if successful, could be used to pay down an unsecured portion of the debt that carries the highest interest rate within the $13 billion Twitter loan package. However, the company's small group of debt holders might team up and use their bargaining power to restructure the debt only if Musk injects more equity or buys some of that debt. Now, if Musk is unable to secure additional debt or equity, bankruptcy could be in the cards, potentially through a technical default or failing to pay interest costs through analysts and academics. They said that move doesn't appear to be imminent. And Musk is talking on Twitter a lot. And in February, he said the previous three months were extremely tough as he rushed to, quote, save Twitter from bankruptcy. Companies that go through bankruptcy often change top management. And filing for bankruptcy protection would likely wipe out Musk's personal investment, but it would also allow him to negotiate with creditors in a single forum and raise new debt from senior lenders, according to Josh White, an assistant professor of finance at Vanderbilt University and a former Securities and Exchange Commission economist. Now, bankruptcy protection would allow interest to stop accruing, on any unsecured claims, such as accounts payable or loans not secured by Elon's Tesla stock, in contrast with a private deal with lenders. And Twitter is not the only social media platform struggling right now. There's a slowdown in the online market altogether. Many digital ad platforms face similar issues amid concerns over a potential economic downturn. However, Twitter's situation is unique in that the company has a huge debt burden has been unprofitable for years. And for Twitter to thrive, it needs to attract new users, create compelling content, and monetize its platform more efficiently. This is a difficult task given the intense competition in the social media space in the current economic environment. However, with Musk's resources and vision, it's not really that impossible if you think about it. Twitter has a very loyal user base that values the platform's ability to connect people and share information. It's also been an important platform for political disclosure and activism. If Musk can leverage these strengths while developing new revenue streams, Twitter can become a thriving business again. And one potential area for growth is e-commerce. Twitter could become a platform for buying and selling products, similar to Instagram and Facebook. And this would require significant investment in infrastructure and partnerships with retailers but it could be a lucrative market. Another area for growth is in premium content. Twitter could partner with media companies to create exclusive content that users would be willing to pay for. This could include live events such as concerts and sporting events, as well as original programming. 
And Twitter can also leverage its data to provide targeted advertising and insights to businesses. This would require a significant investment in data analytics and machine learning, but it could be a lucrative market for the future. Now, Elon Musk faces significant challenges in turning Twitter into a profitable business. However, with his resources, the people around him, and his vision, it doesn't look like it's going to be impossible. He needs to focus on cutting costs, developing new revenue streams, and attracting new users. He also needs to be strategic in managing Twitter's debt and negotiating with creditors. And if he could do all those things, Twitter could become a thriving business and a valuable asset in Musk's portfolio of companies. Brought to you by Stage Zero Productions and hosted by me, Will Walden. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained some valuable insights. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive ad-free content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash stage zero. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.